0: The other one is very not
1: and that's not good i shouldn't be the chipper one but i had two big things of coffee today
0: i had one big nap that i didn't finish
1: <laughs> how long was your nap
0: it was I probably like an hour that's that too long for most. a nap
1: that's too long naps need to be like 20 minutes or you wake up worse than you started off with
0: see no one's ever taught me nap etiquette so like i don't know how to but
1: you don't watch tiktok that's all that TikTok has taught me. That's
0: I've got none of that. <laughs>
1: That's not the side of TikTok you're nope. on.
0: I'm not on nap time TikTok.
1: Mm. It's good. Is it? Yeah. We all take a little bit of melatonin. We all like chill out for a bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. I slept re- like I slept really bad last night as well because um, I ran out of like sleeping pills and I was like I can just hoof it. I can hoof it oh for a gosh. night <laughs> for one night. I can I can sleep for one night, right? No. No.
1: Not when you've no. been on sleeping pills for
0: two however years. long, yeah, yeah, two years. I was no. like, well, oh, it's
1: just one night. It's just
0: no. it's fine, I can do it. And it didn't help that like there was a party going on in the living room, and so I was like- Why
1: was there a party going on in the living room? I don't know, the last day of Spring Bash
0: Bonanza? Um, Maybe. But I was waking up periodically to that, and I would check the time, I was like, oh, it's only been an hour. I'm like, wait a minute, it's like one in the morning. Why are they still at my house? <laughs>
1: You should have said something then.
0: I couldn't. Like because like if I got out of bed, I would have been more awake if than if I just stayed in bed. And I was like, it's counterintuitive. Like I'll probably fall back asleep in a minute or two. And I did, and then I would wake up and it was like one thirty, and then they finally left at one thirty and I was like, Thank Christ.
1: Who all was there?
0: Oh, it was it was a whole gaggle of people.
1: Was it all our friends? Yeah. And then people who've also already graduated. Yeah. Okay.
0: It was the spring break crowd that had come in. Because we had a group of people that stayed back from spring break that didn't go do anything that sort of came and hang out. And then it was on top of that, it was like two or three people that had gone to South By that were coming and telling South By stories. Speaking of South By stories, I hear you have an interesting one you wish I have, to tell me. Yes,
1: I do. But here's the thing is now I've, I've been waiting. I started off my day like like down and was like, don't want to do anything today. I'm tired. I was at South By all week and then I had to work yesterday. Didn't want to do school or work today didn't have to do school, because one of my classes got canceled, went to work, and work was fucking busy.
0: Oh, it was bad.
1: Because nobody was here during spring break, and I'm the first one who works back, so I had all the emails, all the setups. Anyways, so I was all happy, and I'm like, at least I get to tell my story. At least I get to tell my story. I go um, get coffee, Xavier's there, and he tells me that he's already heard some self by stories, and I'm like, fuck, if you've already heard Mm -hmm. self by stories, I'm gonna hurt you. No,
0: I hadn't heard anything that you hadn't said I would hear. Okay. Because we had one person that told the same story as a bunch. Yes. And I heard I heard bits and pieces of those stories that you told me. I already told you. Okay. So
1: that's fine. And I I won't go into those stories. But those, I mean, that's later. Nobody cares. I want to talk about my last day. No, because it's it's just it kind of sounds like bragging, and that's why I don't want to like say it. Is because I got to meet like a bunch of like directors and producers and kind of talk to them. Look here, man. I'm not gonna not gonna. That's it. That's that. That whole. I'm gonna talk about the end because the whole trip was way too easy. And then the last day was fucking shit. It was shit. Austin said, no, you're done. Leave. Please get out. <laughs> get
0: out of my get city. Get out of the
1: city. You're not welcome. So we we got up early. We we checked out of our hotel, like 10:30. We're ahead of schedule. We get to the, the theater that we're gonna watch our next movie. We watched Apollo 10 and a half. It's now on Netflix. Please go watch it. It's incredible. You should definitely watch it. Um, we finished the movie, and Austin's like, okay. 15 minute grace period. You have 15 minutes and then the real shit begins. <laughs> you can go talk to the producer if you want, but if you do, no, the rest of your day is going to be shit. <laughs> so me and Zoe go and talk to the producer. We get a picture. It's, it's nice. Everything. We leave. That was it. We wanted to go get lunch. We wanted to go to this place that had $3 mimosas and like we've been looking forward to it all week. We get there and it's like 30 minutes before they close. Before they stop the sale, and we're like, okay, we can at least sit down. We can order one. We can order two. We can come, like, bring us like five. While you still have the sale <laughs> on, we get there. We talk to the hostess. Like, no, it's like a 45 minute wait. I'm like, there's no point eating here. Then there's no point because the sale's gonna be over when we sit down. And we just wanted three dollar mimosas. That's all we wanted. Mm-hmm. So we decide, okay, we're we already parked. We're paying for parking. Let's walk around downtown and try and find another place to eat. And my other friend is vegan, so we had to try and find like a vegan place to eat. We go to Sweet uh, Green. Which is like this salad place like Salada. Mm-hmm. We walk in, Victoria. She's she's not really like, she's she's happy to be there, but she like hates like making forcing other people to eat vegan food. So she's like, let's look for something else. So we see there's an Italian spot like down the street. So we're like, okay, we'll go eat Italian. We get there. We just missed the cutoff for lunch. The lunch was like half the prices. It was at three o'clock. We get there at 305, and now everything's double the price. Like, nope. Are they gonna be nice to us? We're like, we don't know, but we're not gonna ask. So mm-hmm. let's just leave. Um, so we go, we find a burger place that says they have a vegan, like they have a veggie burger. So we're like, awesome, Victoria can eat there. We get fucking lost. We, we walk into a hotel and it's not in the, ho- it says it's in the hotel on the maps, but it's not. It's outside the hotel, like on the opposite block. Makes no sense. Wow. <laughs> so we get to the place, we stand in line for 20 minutes, get to the front, ready to order a vegan burger, or a veggie burger is what it was. It's called a veggie burger. I was going to order one because I didn't want to have, I felt like I'd eaten too heavy the whole week. So I was like, something light, it can't be that bad. They don't have it anymore. They don't have the, the veggie burger. They don't like. They just got rid of it. and They I didn't take it off the menu.
0: Not even. They don't even sell it anymore. <laughs> they don't even
1: sell it. They don't even have it it's anymore. It's not like they
0: ran out. They were just no. like. They're like, you know what? I heard today we're having uh, a vegan over. Let's uh <laughs> remove the no, veggie let's burger. Take it from the- <laughs> from
1: the menu. It's not on the menu anymore. We're like, fuck. Okay, we go back into the hotel thinking, okay, we're t- we're tired. We haven't eaten anything all day. We're going to eat at the hotel. We're going to eat in the little shop they have. No, too fucking expensive. Too- we're like, no. Look, we're all hungry, but we're not about to spend $25 on lunch. Mm-hmm. Zoe's done. She says, I'm just going to, can I just go eat at the burger place? Is that okay with you guys? We're like, yeah, that's fine. If you got to go eat, like go eat. We go back to Sweet Green because we're like, let's just, let's- and Victoria still feels that. She's like, no, no, there's another place we can go. I'm like, no. Sweet green. Stop! I'm hungry. We're gonna making a decision. It's sweet green. We go back. We get our salads. We sit down. God, Zoe's like inhaled her food. It's gone by the time we sit down. We're inhaled. I'm like eating. I get like three bites in. I'm about to take another bite. So it's so delicious. And there, in the middle of my fork, is a dead moth. You can't make this shit. Up, <laughs> it's a dead moth on my fork. And I'm like, well, sh- I like spit out everything that's in my mouth. Victoria spits out everything that's in her mouth and I walk, I get a refund. Obviously, I, I get a fucking refund. Like, how can you have a dead bug in your food? This is disgusting. Stood there for 20 minutes again because they didn't know how to give me a fucking refund. They had to call a manager who wasn't even working to be like, how do I give this person a refund? We sit back down, Zoe's like, she's fine. She's vibing, she's eating. Me and Victoria lost our appetite. We're not eating here anymore. And I'm like, I'm not eating anywhere, period. If we find another place, it's gonna give me food poisoning because Austin is telling us to (laughs) get the fuck out of the city. Get out, nobody wants you anymore. We wanted to get a tattoo. The whole week we're talking about, we wanna get a tattoo. We wanna like commemorate this experience and we wanna like have it all together. like, not a matching tattoo, but like just have it together An experience. So we we get back to like the bus stop and we're going to try and go like there's we know there's going to be an hour and a half wait at the, the shop. So we're like, it's, let's just go. Let's get there and then we can wait and it'll be fine. And we'll like end it on a high note. Like, come on, we got to end it on a good note. We get to the bus stop. There's shuttles going all around Austin. 20 minutes. No shuttles. Nothing. They're still fucking running. Because we can see the map. We can see they're driving. They're just not going to where we are. No. Austin was like, fuck you. We're not doing anything with you anymore. Please leave. They were just going to all the other stops? All the other. They were like going all the way around. Or they'd stop at the convention center, which was like the second stop. So like we're here. If you like are watching, like we're in the next stop after us is the convention center. But all the buzzes were stopped at the convention center. They all took a break. They all took a collective break. We're like, nope. Like whoever's at a bus stop, too bad, too bad. It's you gotta wait there for an hour. No, we're not. We're done. We're done. We we walk. We walk to the convention center. Victoria wanted to get a shirt, and so we're like, let's we'll try and buy some merch. We'll try and like it's the last day. Get something to turn this day around. We walk in, gone. Merch, cool. merch is gone. Like the whole merch table is gone. I'm telling you, Austin didn't want us anymore.
0: I think they made it pretty clear by the dead moth. Moth,
1: you thought think, that we would have learned by yeah, then. <laughs> maybe
0: you would have picked it up at that point. but
1: Oh my gosh. We, it, it ended up, like they had shut down one of the merch stands. There was, there was a merch stand on the other side. Half the stuff was sold out. Victoria couldn't get the thing that she wanted, but she got something. I got a jacket that I just took off because it's too hot in here. So it was okay ending. We're going back, we're walking back to where our car is parked. What do we see like 20 times as we're walking back to our car? Shuttle. every fucking shuttle <laughs> every ice oh my god every shuttle was like nope now we're going now we're moving like look there's a shuttle there's one there's one just oh
0: and they're all <laughs> like full of people like just- bright eyed <laughs> like we had the best time today so glad the shuttle can take us back to our destination oh my
1: god and that was it. And we were done. And we went home. And we just left. What was, was the
0: car ride home like?
1: It was silent. <laughs> it was silent until about the last 30 minutes when we all were like, we can't do anything but laugh. Like, we, you can't get mad at it. Because if you got mad, then it just make it worse. So we're just laughing about it the entire way back. It's so that's my South by Southwest story. That is how I ended my trip.
0: Well, I mean, what is what is there to say that has not already been said?
1: Welcome to Media for the Intellectually Impoverished.
0: I'm Taylor. I'm Randy. And this is the podcast that...
1: Enriches your media ochre lives. That's... <laughs> there you go. The dead moth
0: one is like, how... How does it get, one, into the food? Because oh, it's a I salad. It's a right? sal-
1: but it's like a, a, sal- a salada place. So it's like, it's like a Chipotle. You can go, like, they make your salad as you're walking down. Mm-hmm. So the lettuce is, like, sitting out. A bug must have just... And but gone. then like, how do you,
0: was it a green moth? No. Was it the same color as the rest of the food?
1: No, I wish I would have taken a, fucker pic, a fucking picture. A fucker picture. A your picture. I wish I would have taken a fucking picture of it, but I gave it back to them. And when I thought to take a picture, because I have, I have a bunch of footage from South by Southwest that I'm going to try and edit into like a vlog. Don't quote me on that. Might never happen, but I have all the footage. Um, and I didn't take a picture of it. And I wasn't gonna ask for it back, because I was like, if I try and ask for it back, they're gonna be like, no, because you're gonna out us as some disgusting, <laughs> and here I am, it's was sweet green. Don't go there.
0: Sweet green or sweet grain?
1: No, sweet green. G-R-E-E-N. Green, the grain. color green. Every
0: other time you said it, I heard grain, and Sorry, I do it was me. Sorry, green,
1: green. Green.
0: Well, don't go to sweet green, because they have moths.
1: It was disgusting.
0: Was it like twitching?
1: No, it was like fully dead. Like it was dead, but I was like, I took, I was about to take another bite, and I saw, I was like, because I got so much stuff in it, and there was ranch all over it, and I thought it just oh, it was like a, a piece of pepper or something. Like I saw the antenna, I was like, oh, it's just pepper. And then I saw that it was connected to a bigger lump of something. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and then there's a wing. Wait, it was
0: on your fork?
1: It was on my fork. Like I had lifted it up, like.
0: it, it, it <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Dis-
1: I told the story to my mom, and she did not freak out about the dead moth. And I was like, "What? <laughs> what?"
0: <laughs> that's the most. I mean, for me, that's the most. Intim- not like that's
1: de- the climax. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's like the, the worst thing. That's the worst thing.
0: Um, was it at least a pretty moth, or was it just too covered in ranch dressing it for you was to be able dead?
1: To... What do you want me to say? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Mo- dead moths can still be pretty.
1: I want you to find a dead moth in your food and tell me if it's pretty. <laughs>
0: I mean, this is a solid point. You would
1: flip out. I would like you would you would die. You would would just die on the spot. Yeah,
0: I don't think I'd 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 probably you'd never eat again. Yeah, I would be it. I I would die of starvation the next (laughs) like four days later.
1: Thank you for giving me the space to get that off my chest. What are we talking about today, Taylor? I don't
0: remember. (laughs) It was dialogue. Dialogue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You were so excited to talk about dialogue. I know.
0: Now I remember. But I was so I've been so out of it today. I had a midterm today that I didn't. Well, I did did study for it, so he had posted like a video. It's like here's the answers to all the questions, and then he was going to pick like it was a written one, so he's going to pick like four questions out of fifteen and like answer those four questions. But he gave answers to all of them, so I had to go and watch that. But then, like I said, I didn't sleep, and then I just took an apparently a wrong nap because you can do those wrong. You
1: can't. Okay, look, look. You know how you the sleep cycle. You know the sleep cycle, the circle. Yeah. yeah.
0: Continue. (laughs) So I'm aware.
1: (laughs) You know the sleep cycle? Yeah. So it lasts three hours. Gotcha. And so you either have to take a really short nap so you don't fully get into the cycle or you have to nap for a full three hours. Because if you wake up in the middle of REM sleep, rapid eye movement, the deepest part of sleep, you wake up, you're just going to, awful, which is what you did. That's exactly what I did. Because you took an hour nap, so you were almost right down in the deepest part of sleep before you woke up.
0: It hurt. Yeah. It physically <laughs> no, hurt. No, of course it hurt. Like, your
1: body was at its like its calmest. Your, your breathing was the slowest. Your blood pressure. And then it was immediately and then you interrupted, <gasps> and you're like... Ah! Yep. <clears throat> you basically just like gave yourself a heart attack.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Unpleasant. But dialogue. So I wanted to talk about dialogue because... I'm. I mean, we're both writing right now. We're writing our scripts. We're doing our screenplays Trying. for our things, um, and we're writing dialogue. And so, I thought it'd be fun if we decided. If we. D- if we did, I decided it would be fun if we would come to you guys and see if we can give you some solid tips on how to write dialogue and what good dialogue looks like.
1: I don't got any tips.
0: <laughs> you got. You have no tips.
1: I mean, here's the thing. I'm because I'm. This is my first time writing a script. Hmm. And so I'm I'm falling into the pitfalls. How do you write dialogue? How do you make something interesting? <laughs> These are valid questions.
0: Yeah, and um,
1: but you can tell bad dialogue when you see it. So how do you?
0: I think it's because it's ingenuine, right? So the the first question is like, what is what's good dialogue? It is how do people speak to each other, mm-hmm. and how do you take that and make it interesting? Um, so I was listening earlier this week to. Um, there's a serialized podcast, because I'm doing a serialized podcast, so I need some examples of that, so I went to Apple Podcasts, and I scrolled the drama section, and I found uh, The Edge of Sleep by Q-Code and Wood Elf Productions, and it stars Markiplier, Mark Fishpot, and um, I was like, I'll just listen to this, because I like Markiplier, I like his voice, and uh, that was 90% of the show, it's his voice. got a nice voice. He does, it's like nice and deep, and it's mixed really well, like his EQ is- Very smooth. Mm, it's mm-hmm. like butter. It's the greatest. Uh, but it tells the story of in a world where falling asleep, you know, kills you. What does it look like to be the last couple of humans alive? That's cool. And so it flashes back and forth from Mark Fishbach's character. I believe his name is Dave to his childhood and where he's at now because he struggled with like really, really vivid nightmares and like sleep- sleepwalking and like sleep troubles. And now when, you know, you can't sleep at all. And so he the dialogue in it is really it's natural like, it, it flows well. It doesn't feel like anyone is awkward. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's written dialogue. It definitely mm-hmm. feels a lot like two people are just talking. Like, if you and I were to just talk and this was actually happening and mm-hmm. someone just happened to hang a mic between us.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of like a podcast. What? That's weird, man. That's crazy. Except we set up our mic. Nobody just dropped one down. It'd be nice if they did because then we wouldn't have to do the work.
0: What if we could just like snap our fingers and then start a podcast like at the moment and Mm -hmm. like a mic just, if I could have a superpower, that's what it would be. That'd be really cool. Yeah, just to hang a mic down and then I could record it and then it would be like stored in my pocket, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I started wondering like, how do you achieve something like that? Like, what do you write in your dialogue or what do you write into your, like the actual like parts that people hear? to make it feel so natural. Uh, Whenever I'm writing a script, I will read out loud what I'm saying in the script. And cause seeing something on paper, it might look like perfectly fine, but when you say it out loud, you're like, ooh, that sounds cringy." Mm -hmm. And then to like get someone else to read it for you. Mm -hmm. Like no one says it is, everyone says it's. And no one said, we in the South, we don't say you all, we say y'all. Stuff like that you'll write down thinking, yes, it is really great. It is very cool. That thing is very cool. Um, but no one speaks like that. So when you pick it up and you read it out loud and you realize, oh, that doesn't feel natural to say, mm-hmm. that's like your first indication that maybe I'm writing this in a way that is unnatural and I should take it back to the workshop.
1: That's also the best way to fix like grammatical errors is just reading it out loud or getting somebody else to read it. I mean, I when I'm typing, when I got an idea, i going fast. I gotta get it out of my head before I forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, and this is what I, I thought you were going to, and it would have been a nice, very, like, you have to know your characters. You can write the right lines. I mean, it's not hard to write a conversation. We do it all the time. We're, we're having a conversation right now. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to write both sides of the conversation, but it's because I don't know what's going on in your head. I haven't lived your life. And so whatever you add to what I'm saying is going to be based on your own personal experience, your own personal knowledge. And so when you're writing, you have to know completely both characters or all the characters. It doesn't have to be just two if you're having like five people talk at once. Yeah. Imagine that.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. My brain just turned off. Just completely turned off. Man,
1: that was that one hour nap. <laughs> You're trying to get back. Your brain's like, just let me go back to sleep. Let me finish it.
0: Woo. Okay. All right. We're back going, into it.
1: Well, we'll be back in just a moment.
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Circadian Rhythms. <laughs> Please get the correct amount of sleep. Circadian.
1: C- Cicadas? Moths. We're back at moths. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Dead Moths. <laughs> Very
0: tasty. They're great in salads. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking glad I didn't eat it.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh I would have
1: known. Like, but I wouldn't have known. Because I would have taken a bite and I've been like, that tastes weird. And then just keep eating. Because that's what you do. That's, that's what not you what do. I do. That's, that's not, not what you do, but not you have what a do. problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's not like, a that problem. That tastes weird.
0: Immediately is is expunged no. from my mouth. No. no. It's
1: this. like that tastes weird. I hope the next bite's not like that. <laughs> it's like I mean,
0: and it wouldn't have been. And, and it you wouldn't would have been. Have been. And I
1: would have never, and it makes me sick. Because how many times has that happened where I've probably eaten a bug and not known it?
0: So gross. That's so bad.
1: Anyways, characters, knowing your characters.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I really like is writing a narrator voice. I like having a narrator, whether the narrator be um, a character that is, in the story, or like your main character, your protagonist, or a completely separate entity. That mm-hmm. is something really important that you need to decide early on as well, because that changes how they're gonna speak.
1: Yeah, but that's also one of the easiest, I feel, i and I've never written something with a narrator, but I feel like that would be the easiest part to write, because then you only need to know like that one character. It's really easy to know that if you're observing it, then you can have the narrator say all of the exposition, Or if they are one of the, you have all of the internal conflict going on that they can speak. So that's a very.
0: But how do you make that interesting? And one thing that I noticed um, is when I have problems finding interesting things to write, I turn to like classic philosophy. Right? It sounds weird.
1: You're weird. I am weird. weird.
0: You're weird. (laughs) Um, But I found it super freaking helpful because like ancient thinkers and the thought processes that they have are in it of them at least to me because I'm I love that style of thinking of like what what connects to what like like is there a god like what is what is god that and the processes of starting from the question to getting to a quote answer um thank you
1: I'm giving you so many bits to use for the TikTok thanks man so many if this one doesn't have 10 i don't know what you're doing <laughs>
0: I, I found myself going a lot back to like Aristotle, going to St. Augustine, um, to just classic thinkers and using like their quotes and then turning them into my own because art is stealing, but stealing, less stealing, more appropriating. Um,
1: I don't like that word either.
0: You don't? I don't know. <laughs> that
1: sounds wrong.
0: Borrowing with intent to keep.
1: Stealing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is indeed what we call stealing. But I find that uh, because of their thought processes, they've already had the thoughts and you can take those and use them in your own stories and find a way to incorporate them. But also just looking at the way that they thought and like the processes behind the thought that they've written um, and understanding how that works can exponentially help you. Like write interesting dialogue, and mm-hmm. because if you know how to think, then you can teach your kit ca- or teach—not really—you can write your characters that are good thinkers, mm-hmm. and those good thinkers will produce interesting things to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm. But they don't always have to have interesting things to talk about. I mean, here's something that I was uh, that I discovered while I was at South by Southwest, and something that I'm going to try and incorporate. I had a really hard time. I think I talked about this in the last when we were talking about passions. Um, and me working on my script right now, I had the beginning and I had the end and I couldn't figure out how to get from the beginning to the end and because each character is alone the entire time, that's the point is that they're lonely, they're extremely desperate for a connection. But what can you be doing on your own? And it's like, it doesn't sound interesting, but it's doing like the mundane tasks. It's like cleaning your house. It's like cooking food. It's watching TV. And then it's a horror, so sprinkling like spooky stuff that happens along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, I, there were so many movies that I saw at South by Southwest that they did the mundane. They talked about the mundane, not really any interesting conversations because not life isn't always interesting, but that's how you progress the story. That's how you move on.
0: That's true, and we don't always... like. Do you remember when Jesse came in and we watched Peaky Blinders?
1: I've been thinking about that the whole time. Since you said dialogue, I was like, that's a thing.
0: The We talked about in an episode... Oh, <laughs> It's
1: like so long two ago. months
0: ago, three months ago. It was
1: not. It was like half a year ago.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. But what I said that That was, thing, I feel
1: like, before summer.
0: But we talked about uh, Peaky Blinders, which is a Netflix original show about um, old-timey gangsters in uh, London. London. Uh, but they have a scene that we talked about specifically where all of the dialogue is not what they're talking about is that oh, if wasn't that makes that sense. Was
1: long ago? I hate you because you were right. Wasn't that long ago? Felt like a long time ago. How can I say? Man, South by Southwest.
0: I'm a genius.
1: Nope, nobody says that. Not one person. I
0: am one person, and I say that. Thereby, one person. says But there are
1: times it. even when you're like, "Man, that was dumb." <laughs> <laughs> so not even one person. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs>
0: I hate it because you're right. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> um, But the, what they're talking about is like, you know, uh I don't remember the specifics, but it's like, how, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Would you like a smoke? Yes, I'd like a smoke.
1: And then talking about getting gas in his car, like if he's going to go back home, he doesn't have any petrol. And mm-hmm. do you have petrol? Yeah, I think there's a can left in the garage.
0: Yeah, and it's just like, the dialogue is not as important as, in that scene as, as the acting or as mm-hmm. what's not being said. Mm-hmm. And so using that to your advantage as well, like y- you have to understand dialogue. Yes, it's important, but you don't have to give verbal exposition to everything that's happening, mm-hmm. right? A lot of the story can be told through other facets and realizing at times that your dialogue needs to take the backstage approach, needs to be in the background versus what's actually going on is something that will grow your story exponentially mm-hmm. because of how realistic it'll feel because we don't always like i'm like i am very tired today because i did not sleep i did not sleep because i had a bad day i had a bad day because i did that thing i if i'm genuinely telling you that i mean i told you guys this because i am on a podcast and i probably would have said like oh i'm tired i didn't sleep good but um what's more important is like the undertones or what's behind that or the way that i said certain things like i didn't i don't have to say i'm tired to express that i'm tired i could say good morning guys how's it going yeah Right, Like, just because I'm saying, the way that I say things is just as important as the things that I'm saying.
1: And the way you carry yourself, the way that you look. You look tired. I'm very tired. Man, for everybody not watching, you're missing out on peak Taylor here. Like, Mm -hmm. he's at his prime. This
0: is the hottest I've been in (laughs) months. This This is the greatest.
1: There were so many, and I can't remember the specific now, but- there was one movie, and I remember thinking, and it brought me back knowing that we were going to talk about dialogue today, brought me back to that scene in Peaky Blinders where literally the the characters on screen weren't talking about anything. I think they were talking about food. They are like, oh, how's your food? Oh, it's good. It's kind of cold. It was like, But the tension between the two, because it was a male and female, anytime you have a male and a female in a scene together, we've talked about it, they're automatically romantic partners or like seen romantically unless they've already been established as family members. And so there's this, like, you could see the tension and they both like are just like trying not to admit that they have feelings for the other one and, that, and so that happens through mundane like conversation and that's how that would go in real life like when you're sitting next to your crush you you kind of get awkward you don't really know what to talk about you talk about the weather that's the most yeah. boring thing to talk about
0: absolutely but, the but it's way- all that's
1: not said yeah it's the way they're fidgeting it's the way they're playing with their food it's the way that they're kind of like shaking or hyperventilating or like mm-hmm. it's all in physicality
0: and it's weird to say that dialogue is not always about the dialogue yeah but it but it is because it's it's story is in itself none of these things that we ever talk about are completely isolated from one another especially in film like if we're talking about film specifically the dialogue will always influence the story but in the same way like every other part of the story is going to have an influence on the story and it's all those influences coming together that create the vibe or the tone or that create the story and that you're telling
1: Mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm just thinking now of the exact opposite in m- what I'm writing, where because the characters are alone the entire time, when they do get the chance to talk, and they each have one moment where they're either on the phone <clears throat> or they're talking to like a friend or like a parent, and in that, I have to try and give as much exposition as possible without either of them just monologuing.
0: And right now I'm writing a story which is nothing but interactions with characters and that's what makes it so strange. Um, and because it's an audio only format, like my main source you of- You really yeah. have
1: to think about what, and you, you've told me your ideas and you need more auditorial bits than visual bits. You got a lot of visual bits I do have a hand. lot of
0: visual bits, but I've noticed that like visual bits aren't necessarily bad. Because no, they're not. There's I when I was listening to The Edge of Sleep, there there is plenty of visual parts to it. There's an entire section, like multiple sections that are like nightmare crazy in the brain sections but because of the of the sound design and because of the the dialogue that surrounds the sound design it works because your brain is creating these images instead of you visually seeing it and in some ways that's scarier than if you actually had seen it Mm -hmm. but because I'm writing purely interaction based stuff I have to find ways to lead on to certain
1: everything you're writing is what someone's saying yeah Oh, man, that sucks.
0: Saying or thinking.
1: Or thinking. No, but yeah, you're lit, all of it is dialogue. Mm-hmm. All of what, and we're, we're the complete opposite. Everything I'm writing is action-based, is completely where they're moving, how they're moving, what they see, what they hear, but never saying. We're different people.
0: Yeah, we're literally writing the exact opposite story. That's so crazy. Yeah. um, it's But because everyone is interacting all the time, I constantly have to check myself. I constantly have to make sure that that the, the things don't sound awkward, that things um, are making sense, and that the jokes are landing because it is a comedy. Granted, it's an absurd comedy, so it's not necessarily landing in the same way of like making a joke as much as what the hell just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but making sure that all my characters sound unique and all my characters have like specific ways that they talk too. And that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Like everyone talks differently. You talk way differently than I talk, mm-hmm. um, and we talk way differently than an 80-year-old's going to talk. And when I'm writing, I write in the voice that I speak in, which is not the voice that someone that is 80 years old is going to speak in. So you, to write dialogue, you have to listen to people really, really well to understand how they speak and how different generations are going to speak to each other than how different regions That's will speak so to each
1: difficult. other. it's difficult, yeah. Well, we've talked about it before. I- Bring this. I try and bring this fact up every time that I can because I think it's so interesting. We are the only people that say feeder. The side of the road, the side of the, the freeway is the feeder. We are the only people that say and that. Why the hell
0: is that? Like, I, I have no it's idea. Such, what, what do other people call it? They just call it the...
1: They they call it the uh, expressway or something. They call yeah, it... I forget what... Yeah, It's but, just
0: whatever the road name is. But that's so dumb because it feeds but, you into the highway. highway it's the, the feeder.
1: It's the feeder.
0: Be different. Change. Do better. Yeah. Do better. We're giving you ample opportunities to speak correctly and you're not doing
1: it. But see, and that's why it's so difficult. Man, you just it it's it's the character. You have to you have to listen to other people speak, but you have to know the region from which they're coming and how I mean, in even different moods. Even like I'm talking differently than I have in past episodes because I'm high on freaking two cups of coffee. <laughs>
0: Too many Americanos. <laughs>
1: Too many Americanos. Um, so you have to know the emotional state that the character's in. You have to know what region they came, how old they are, their intellect, how smart are they? Mm-hmm. How, how big is their vocabulary?
0: It really does come down to characters, understanding your character. And if you truly understand your character, then you should know how they would speak. And if you can't come up with a way that they would speak, look in the world around you. Look for people. There's plenty of YouTube videos all over the internet. There's videos of interviews. Um, there's news things like you can watch people like those are just regular people that are being interviewed for the news. Sure. It's probably edited to push an agenda, but like it's people, um, look at the way that they speak, try to find one that interests you and then try to find a way to incorporate it into your character or find someone that specifically is like your character. Like if you know you're writing an 80-year-old man from Canada, look up, see if you can find any 80-year-old Canadians, see what they talk like. Like, because they're gonna talk way different than you do and it's important that you understand why that's important. Um,
1: Otherwise, the lines that they say, no matter how many times you've workshopped them, no matter how many times you've you've picked out specific words, it's not gonna come out right if you don't know it's always going to sound awkward. It's like ne- somebody would never say that. Mm-hmm. It's like you were talking about with the "it is." Nobody, nobody ever says that.
0: Yeah, some no people one... do.
1: Really smart people probably do.
0: What Albert Einstein? Eisen's I feel
1: like my brother does. I feel like my brother doesn't talk in contractions. I think he says every single word.
0: But that's also a choice, and why someone does that can lead to a different vibe from your character. Right? So, it's I mean, it's all about choices. But most people, if you're trying to write natural dialogue that's not stylized, because dialogue can be stylized.
1: 100%. um, Just like
0: everything else in your story, you can stylize the dialogue. Like, for an example of extremely stylized dialogue, um, the Grand Budapest Hotel and anything written by... Who's who's Grand P- Budapest? Wes Anderson. Um, but Wes Anderson, he I mean, he his films are completely stylized anyways, but his dialogue specifically, I remember it from the Grand Budapest Hotel. Like the dialogue is very stylized. It's very choppy, 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 quick, quick, quick. Um, and people speak in very specific ways, but all of the characters have a different vernacular. Mm. And because there's um the 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 two main characters are the owner of a hotel and then like uh, a janitor who worked there for a really long time. That's now the protege of the manager of the hotel, um, and they're from two very dis- different classes, and so they speak very differently. The way that they speak tells you something about the characters. Like w- the the manager of the hotel is very well educated, as he understands um, people. He's a people person, and so he is super. But he's also super manipulative,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that's part of his character. And the way that he speaks leads you to to makes that just as believable.
1: That's the other thing that dialogue. As you can incorporate like mundane conversation, you can also have just a bunch of like um, exposition if need be. If you can't find another way visually to give some sort of exposition to why, if you're doing it visually, yeah. If you're listening, Uh, you're the only person. (laughs) That's not true. There's
0: at least like six of us, at least.
1: Listen here, I speak in movies,
0: so (laughs) I speak only in movie references or,
1: or TV shows, mostly TV shows. Um. But if you can't explain it visually, then you're, there's just, I mean, I can't imagine so much, but it's okay because you have a narrator and that's how you can bypass a lot of it. It's because you have a narrator who can, who can get away with saying the obvious.
0: But even then, like, I don't like the narrator who's like, it was 545 in the afternoon. Um,
1: that's kind of funny though.
0: But if it's if it's meant to be that way, mm-hmm. because I want what the narrator is, the internal dialogue of the main character. Mm-hmm. And so it's still him speaking, but he's just speaking to himself. And so the way that I narrate is through questions. Mm-hmm. He asks himself questions a lot. And like because his whole shtick is that he's the only person that's questioning why everything is weird that's going on around him. Mm-hmm. Um And so he's like. Why is there water, why is there a huge puddle of water on the floor in the middle of the building, but there's no water anywhere else, or a leaky pipe?
1: I mean, it it, it comes down to knowing your character, but also, I mean, the dialogue's really important, and you have to, you always, that was something that everybody, everybody, I feel like South by Southwest, every director was just repeating the same thing. It's like, good man, thanks. I, Not helpful. Not, I mean, but what do you expect? Well, I mean, what do you expect them to say? Because if I was asked that question, I'd probably be like the same thing, like, spout off what I had learned in film school. And Because you can't really know until you actually do it. And so how do you like, that's what, I hate it. I hate it so much. That's that's what everybody fucking says. And I get it, okay? I get that you're just supposed to do it. And you're just supposed to learn. And you're just supposed to fail.
0: I just don't want to But fail. I don't
1: want to, okay? <laughs> I want all the information now. And I want to be good at it. But it comes down to your actors as well. Because if you have a good foundation, if you have a good script which comes along with good dialogue, but it doesn't have to be perfect because a lot of it is gonna come down to your actors as well and how they read the lines and how they put their own personality, how they interpret the character, and that's why it takes a really long time casting and finding the right person who understands the character, but they're gonna bring their own little spin to it. And if you have a good actor, it makes the dialogue even better.
0: That's true because an actor can interpret what's not said Mm -hmm. in the dialogue, what you're thinking.
1: I was gonna I was gonna piggyback off of that. I had another story, and then it it, it uh... everybody's on their phones, and nobody like I know you're on your phone, I know you're on your phone, and you're not gonna answer me, you're not gonna answer me. Okay, I'm done.
0: you're not gonna answer me me
1: but I like when i when I start talking or texting, it's like, you know it's serious. Cause if I got it because it takes a lot of it's an anxiety man to reach out to people yeah to like so try and talk I, to people So like, if I text you, you know it's serious and I want a response in like two minutes. yeah, and
0: do you know who I am? I'm Randy i I almost ate a moth
1: I can- <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: sweet green <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did that. That was me, and you're not gonna pick up the phone and talk to me? Come on.
1: I can already hear it. I can already hear it. There somebody out there, they're gonna tell me, just call people, because that's how you get quicker. But look here. If I can't if I can barely text you with the amount of anxiety, who who do you Who do you I'm never gonna be able to call you?
0: <laughs> yeah. I had someone else take my plate back to return a moth. Oh my
1: God. No, I went up. I was pissed and I did it. You
0: did it? Yeah? You talked to someone?
1: I was pissed. There was a moth in my food. I, I
0: mean, even me, I would have been like
1: it's okay, I just,
0: you know, it's whatever. Everyone gets a moth sometimes, it's.
1: Zoe and Victoria were so sweet, because they thought that I was gonna throw up, and I was like, no, listen here, I'm way more scared of throwing up than a moth in my food, (laughs) so.
0: (laughs) One of those things is much scarier than the other, and I can tell you it's not the moth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But they're like, oh, we'll go, I'll I'll go send it back, I'll get up with you, do you need support? I'm like, no, I'm mad, (laughs) and I'm gonna go get my money back. (laughs) Sorry, dialogue. We're trying to keep on track, guys. Trying to
0: keep on track, but the moth was just so pervasive. It was so,
1: it was so difficult. <laughs> it was so difficult. There was this one thing that they did really good. You have to see it. Oh my god, there's so many movies, and I I don't know if I could talk about them. I, maybe I probably sh- it's okay. You can sue me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's <laughs> going I don't know. Gonna, I don't know. Um, there was this movie that I um, saw at South by Southwest. It was I Love My Dad whenever wherever it comes out whenever it it was beautiful it was gorgeous and it's so it's it's about this kid who's is, he's like really depressed and he tried to kill himself and his dad's like trying to reconnect with him and makes a fake profile on Facebook and then the son falls in love with the fake profile on Facebook, but it's his dad, so he's fallen in love with his dad, but he thinks it's a girl it's so good, and the awkward tension is so good that we're literally screaming in the theater. But it's something they did really well because I'm thinking about dialogue, and there's a lot of times when because of our day and age, trying to tie it back to why we talked about texting for so long. Um, a lot of the time, like we just text each other, and so that's a way shortened form. Like you, you're not going to speak like you text, and you're not going to text like you speak. Well, oh,
0: absolutely not! And it drives me insane when you have to watch people text on a TV show or a movie. And then they text in the weirdest way. And it's like, ha, thank you so much.
1: But here's something that the movie did, and this is I, they did it so beautifully, was they actually showed texting. Like instead of just having a wall, because the whole thing is like over Facebook.
0: Thank God.
1: So they actually had like the character the first few times they actually showed the 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 text messages to try and get you like used to it. But then they actually brought the character that he was supposedly talking to and had a conversation with her right next to him. But they spoke in text. So like there there's there's sometimes when they like say typos to each other or when they like there's LOLs and they start just laughing at each other. There's this whole scene where they both are just sitting in front of each other laughing at each other. Just and it's the creepiest thing, but it's because they're just going back and forth on text saying ha 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 ha, So
0: um they're speaking what they would have been texting. Yes. That's interesting. Because oh, because you speak so differently in text than you do in real life, and so for them to speak that out loud, it adds. to, It comes to like the, off a,
1: a bit like awkwardly. Yeah, but it's it's better than watching a whole like thing of like text. I would
0: say too, but and it and it probably fits the style of the of the movie. Man, I didn't mm-hmm. see the movie because I wasn't cool enough to go to South by.
1: You have to go next year. Oh my god, it was so good.
0: If I have money, uh, it's expensive. It's very expensive, but yeah, I think that I mean, but because there's so many different types of ways to talk, it's just. Understanding like, one, how you talk. How do you say things? How would you say this certain thing if you were telling someone else next to you?
1: Metacognition. How do you think about the way you think?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Isn't that what metacognition is? We learned it in freshman year.
0: Who, who knows, man? I, I learned so many you things freshman attention. year. <laughs> I paid attention freshman year. That's a, That's a lie. That's the only one.
1: That's a lie. I was the only
0: one. Um, but it's understanding how you would say those things uh, and then why it's important for you to not say it like you would say it, right? To how other yeah. people would say it. Yeah. Understanding how other people would say it and um, and just having like a log of like, well, this is how these people speak and this is how these people speak and really understanding how people talk to one another because how people actually talk to one another and how people like write stories to one another are very, they're different and it's, and it's for a good reason. Um, so knowing... Those things, knowing how you speak and knowing how um, people around you speak and picking up on the nuances of that are really going to help you when it comes to writing your dialogue. On that note, let's move to some recommendations.
1: I love my dad. Whenever you can find it. (laughs) I just... (laughs) if it's ever gonna be anywhere because at the end of it we got to actually like see the director Zoe got a picture with the director Zoe did everything Um, and that's not bad I am a little jealous I won't admit it to her but if she listens she'll know I am jealous um, but the director was there and the director's dad was there and it was the first time the director's dad had ever watched it had had ever seen he never saw the like the screenplay he never saw the script this is the very first time and so the dad is like he's the one it's a true story mm-hmm. the dad had actually like made a fake account oh this was a true story this was story? a true story and this was the first time the dad had actually seen it it was so good it's yeah no you have to you have to watch it. i talked i mean just for the 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 texting. It, it was so maybe it's not new, it was new to me that the fact that they like personified texting and it, it was so interesting, it's so quirky, the chemistry between the two characters. He's talking to his dad, but it's like a person it's personified as a girl because he thinks he's talking to a girl. And it's so weird how much chemistry that they have, and then you realize, wait a minute, that's his dad. This is weird. It's it's so good. It's so good. You'll scream when you watch it because it's so good. It's like it's so embarrassing. It's so good.
0: I don't know what I want to give for recommendation okay. yet. So Wherever gonna...
1: you can find it, uh, that's what I was saying. The director at the end, he was talking about distribution, and they were still trying to figure out how to like put it somewhere. I hope they figure it out. I hope they put it in theaters. I hope, well, maybe not. That's I don't know. It's too expensive. I don't know how that works. Yeah, put the it somewhere. Are... Put it on Netflix.
0: I okay. Well, I have one, and then I have another one that's probably gonna sound weird. Um, <clears throat> but there is a mini series, or I don't know. I don't know exactly how what it's labeled as but it's called mighty magiswords it's a little animation that was on cartoon network she's giving me that look and i knew she'd give me that look and it's because it sounds weird but the the comedy is so fast paced Mm -hmm. and it's all like dialogue based comedy the visual bits are sometimes there but the writing is so phenomenal i remember being like 15 16 and this show is i don't i don't think it's aimed towards 15 16 year olds but this show made me laugh out loud. And even now, when I go back and I'll watch an episode or two, it's just the the dialogue is so witty. It's so quick. Um, and it's so such a high-level comedy um, that, that it just makes it makes me giggle. Mm-hmm. And all of the characters, I mean, they're extremely well-voice acted. Um, and that lends it to being better. Um, but... The, I mean the, the the writing in it is just phenomenal, mm-hmm. and it's just so funny. And I'm and I'm I think it got picked up for maybe one season or maybe one like, because I remember it would play in between episodes at one point. Um, but it's it's hilarious. Uh, it's some of the episodes are on YouTube, and I think all of them are on their Cartoon Network app, which I think you can watch for free if you just download the app and deal with ads.
1: and If you have cable, because it makes you sign in with like your cable, I think. Does it? I think so. Oh, well,
0: that's kind of stupid.
1: But, all um, those apps do. Like, you can also download, like, the Disney app, or, like, before before there was Disney Plus, you could download, like, Disney Watch or something, and there's also the Nickelodeon. Like, I had all of them, but you had to sign in with your cable provider.
0: Mm, gross. But uh, try and see if you can find it anywhere. Uh, the writing in it is phenomenal, and it's really, really funny. But thanks so much for joining us on this intellectual journey. We will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. I'll be awake next
1: time. Nope.
0: There won't be any moths, though.
1: No, God forbid. There's. Because Rand alone, he's gonna. Lose. I'm, gonna
0: kill, I'm gonna kill someone.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's only Taylor here. So who do you think that's gonna be? It's gonna be me. <laughs>
0: Media for the Intellectually Impoverished is hosted by Trey Taylor-Smith and Miranda Randi-Zapes.
1: Produced by Cam Ritchie and edited by Catrapella.
0: You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MFTIIPodcast.
1: Subscribe to our YouTube at Media for the Intellectually Impoverished or email us at podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.